0: Let's pray, let's pray, and then we'll bring Tessa Catherine up for our devotion. Heavenly Father, we love you, we thank you that the story that you have laid out through all time, Father, you actually include us in your story, that Father, uh, you tell us that now that we belong to Christ, Father, all of those promises that you made to Abraham and his descendants now apply to us, and we're so grateful for the gift of your son. Father, I pray uh, for Tessa today as she speaks to us, Father, and she talks about the things you have taught her in her life. Uh, sometimes through good things, but also, Father, sometimes through difficult things. And I pray that you'd give her power today. I pray that you'd give her clarity as she speaks to us. Father, I pray that today, those of us that desire to hear, that we would hear. It's in your son's name we ask this. Amen. All right, give it up for Tessa. Here we go. Okay, Um, will you all bow your heads and pray with me, please? Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for every kid in this room. Um, Thank you for getting us here safely today. I pray that you speak through me, and that um, I impact someone in this room, and that um, you'll just calm my nerves, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so like Mr. Berger said, my name is Tessa Cothran. I've been here since sixth grade, so this is like super full circle right now. I've sat in those seats and watched seniors come up and give their testimonies. Um, I just want to start off by saying that, like to preface everything, that I am not perfect in my faith. I I'm still struggling, I'm still working through things, I, I, I still struggle and have a hard time. So in no way am I sitting up here saying that I have all the answers. But um, this is kind of just what I've learned. So the verse that I'm kind of going to base my story off of today is John thirteen seven, and it's Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Um, this is kind of the story of my life. But I'm just going to go back to the beginning. Um, I've always grown up in a Christian household. I do not remember a time of my life that I did not know Jesus or I wasn't, like, pushed in my relationship with the Lord. I've been blessed with really great parents that have constantly made that, like, a huge thing in our family. Um, I gave my life to Jesus in third grade. I was baptized, and that was that, and it's kind of been like that ever since. But um, I don't really feel like my testimony begins there. I feel like it more starts... Um, in the height of COVID in spring of 2020, so like late March, um, there was a major family dynamic change. My parents got a divorce, and this was like a huge um, trial that I went through. But I'm kind of gonna break up my testimony into three things, which are gonna be relationships, comparison, and identity, and um, what I've learned through that. So I'm gonna start with relationships. Because we were quarantined at that time, I obviously wasn't able to hang out with friends or be with any of the people that I was normally with, so I was kind of isolated from my entire support system. Even though divorce is unfortunately pretty pretty common, I was almost embarrassed about what was going on in my family, and I didn't really know how to process it. So, the divorce process began in late March, and I didn't tell any of my friends until late April. So for about a month there, I was going through a really hard time mentally. Like, just being alone and not telling anyone was really hard on me. Um, In that time, I can confidently say that I was the most lonely and angry at God that i had ever felt. And I was angry at him for allowing this to happen in general, but also allowing it to happen during a time where I had absolutely no way to distract myself. Um, I was stuck in the house where all of this was going on, so I kind of felt trapped in this place of sadness. But because I was so isolated and alone, I quickly learned that I had nobody else to turn to in those moments other than God. Um, I didn't want to talk to my parents about it because they were going through worse, if not the same as me. So it wasn't something that I really wanted to open up about or that I was ready to open up about to them because I didn't, I didn't want to put more pressure on them or make them feel worse about what was going on and that it was affecting me so harshly. Um, so I started talking to God. I started making a point to pray every time my head would hit the pillow, and I would fall asleep praying every night, which is something I had never done before. I'd always been kind of inconsistent with prayer. I would do it before meals or whenever I remembered when I had a test, but I never, like, had a good, like, relationship with the Lord where I felt comfortable just talking to him like he was my friend. Um, but as those nights of prayer went on, I continually started to pray for peace and strength in the situation. And I soon realized that God was not just going to give me strength. He was going to give me a situation to be strong in. And that was what I was going through. I had a situation to be strong in. And beginning that routine of prayer changed my life because it totally changed my mindset from I'm going through this alone to I'm going through this with God. And I remember on May 1st, they were lifting COVID restrictions so that you could gather in small groups. And I knew I had to tell my friends before then. Um, I didn't want to, like, walk in when everyone was super excited and kind of drop the bomb. But I remember feeling really nervous and anxious to tell them just because it was a huge thing, and I didn't really know what the response was going to be. But I'm so thankful that I did because I was so overwhelmed and relieved because I received so much love from that. Um, John fifteen thirteen says that greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Um, Who your friends are is super important. Who you're surrounding yourself with is important. Who you're sharing your life with is important. And if you feel like you don't have those people right now, I can promise you that God is not withholding that from you. That is going to come. That's going to happen. I'm sure you've heard a million times that friend groups change throughout high school. I've been really lucky to be with, like, the same group of people since sixth grade. But that changes for everyone. I have friends now that I didn't have, like, last year. And I promise that there's a plan for everything, and God is going to strategically put people in your life for a purpose and for a lesson, and you're going to figure that out as time goes on. Um, Even though these relationships were super important to me, I firmly believe that God allowed me to have this time of loneliness to realize that he was all I ever was going to need. Um, He strategically taught me that having friends in my life that love me and reflect his love for me were vital. And God made humans to be in relationship with one another. We're not supposed to be going through the hard things alone. Um, I just think it's very important to have friends that are going to pray for you and remind you of who's really in control during the hard times. Um, As junior year began, so this was all like spring of sophomore year, and as junior year began, we went back to normal, and I started to realize the struggles of having divorced parents while being in school. And this is not to say that my family is bad or not supportive because I'm super, super lucky for what I have and super, super blessed. Um, But it was just kind of an adjustment that I had to make. And it was hard to like switch houses in the middle of the week and keep track of what homework was where and um, Coach Holmes would know this, I always wore the wrong practice uniform to to cheer practice because I could never keep up with where to bring what when we were going back to school. and junior year is already really hard academically because it's some of the first grades that your colleges are going to see on your transcript. So I was just super overwhelmed. But during that hard time for me, I was placed in Coach Carr's Brit Lit Honors class last year. And it was a small class, but because of that, we spent a lot of time pouring into each other and talking about life, probably more than we were talking about English. But um, I wasn't complaining about that. Um, those relationships that grew out of that class for me were some of the most influential ones I've, met at B, I've had at BA. And I found people that I hadn't known all too well before the class, but I can easily say have like changed my life since then. They would send me Bible verses and check in on me and just knew exactly what to say when I needed it. And I finally felt comfortable opening up to more people than just my immediate group of friends about what was going on at home. Um, All this to say that God can work through any situation, even if it's as simple as an English class. And I know I wouldn't have gotten through what was going on with me um, if I didn't have those people that God placed in my life to help me during a time that I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. Okay, that's relationships. My second point is about comparison. This lesson is a pretty big one, I feel like, especially in today's day and age. I've always struggled with comparison, um, as I can imagine a lot of us do, with social media that makes that a pretty tough battle um, to see everybody's lives and wish that you had something that they have. But in my specific situation, this might sound kind of weird, but as time went on, I started to like struggle with comparison to other families in a way. I was envious of the people that could stay at one house and didn't have to move during the week or like family vacations and all that stuff. I was jealous that these people had what I took advantage of for so long. And That's not to say that my family isn't happy. Again, I'm so, so thankful for the family that I do have, but things were just different, and I was still adjusting to them. But one thing you need to know, because I experienced this, is when I felt at my worst, I worked even harder to appear like I was happier. Um, Remember, when you're comparing yourself, that you are looking through a lens that somebody is specifically crafting because they want to appear a certain way to you. That's exactly what they want you to see. If they are appearing super positive and super happy and like not a care in the world and their life is perfect, I can promise you it's not. That goes with social media, that goes with at school, because behind the screen or when they go home at night, things might not be so perfect. I'm sure you've heard a million times that comparison is the thief of joy. And I heard that a million times too, and I knew, I knew that that was gonna make me unhappy and that it was gonna steal my joy, but I didn't really know how to not compare. Like, I didn't know what to do in order to stop it. And I'm not saying that I found the solution to comparison, but I did find what works for me. And when I found myself comparing, I would replace it with thankfulness instead of thinking about, oh, I wish that I could live in one house and not have to switch houses, I would replace it with I am so thankful to have a roof over my head and to still have parents that make my food and do my laundry and all that kind of stuff that I still have two parents. Um, Every time I would get sad about what my family looks like, I would just try to, I emphasize try to stop myself and thank God for a family that provides for me. Being thankful when I didn't feel like it totally switched my mindset of throwing a pity party for myself to being so thankful for all I've been blessed with instead of focusing on what I don't have or what I wish I did have. And this goes for really any situation involving comparison. When you start living your life to please the Lord and not to please your classmates or your Instagram followers, things start to feel so much easier. And this is coming from someone who really struggles with people pleasing. I've always kind of struggled with it um, in a lot of aspects of my life. But something I've learned and something I'm still learning is that if you're right with the Lord, it does not matter what anybody else has to say about it. Because you're doing exactly what you were put on this earth to do, and that's to serve him. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter how anyone else feels about it. But if you're right with the Lord, then you have nothing else to worry about. Um, if you're going to mess up and fail at that, I promise you that. But Because it, it is our sinful nature to please the world. But I promise it's worth making the effort. My last point is identity. Um, the word identity is thrown around a lot today, but I think the cool thing about having a relationship with the Lord is that we're basically sacrificing our own identity for an identity in Christ. With my situation, I just felt like I kept getting knocked down, and the second I got back up, I was getting knocked down again. I was, t- I, I would start feeling better about things and getting through it, and then I felt like I was taking ten steps back because of something. Um and I started to identify myself with this issue that I was dealing with. The divorce became such a part of my daily life that it started to change how I I viewed myself. I felt like I was different because of it, so I started to see myself associated with what I was going through. Now, it was a hard lesson to learn, and I don't know who needs to hear this, or if any of you do, but you are not your problems, and you are not what you are going through. You are not the bad decisions that you've made or their consequences. You're not what you're struggling with or your insecurities. Those things do not define you, and I was struggling really hard with this also. But the Bible—I even Googled. I was talking to Coach Brown about this. I knew that I wasn't any of these things, but everyone always says like, "You are who God says you are." But I—I I didn't know exactly what that was, and so I literally Googled, "Who does God say that I am?" And I found that the Bible says that you are a child of God, that you are forgiven, that you are set free, that you are chosen that you are made beautifully and wonderfully, that you are not bound by your sin or your flaws or your struggles or your insecurities. You are so much more than what you're dealing with. And you could be going through something that feels hopeless right now, but I just want to remind you that things really do get better. And just like me, you might learn some life-changing lessons from it, or it might open the door to new relationships or opportunities to share Jesus in your life with other people. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day again. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to come and speak. Um, I pray that we all have a great rest of our day and that if there's any unspoken prayer requests on anyone's heart, that you would just speak to them. It's in your name we pray, amen.